Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Welcome to the Comedy Arcade, part friendly panel show, part vicious competition, where contestants fight with their best anecdotes on mystery topics generated through a trusty bingo ball. I'm Vince Layton host of the show, Spirit of the Bingo Balls, and Games Master. Points will be awarded for originality, amusement value, and my general caprice and mood on the day. The contestant with the most points at the end of the game wins, but their opponents will be granted a few cheat codes along the way, just to keep it interesting. Welcome to the Comedy Arcade. We've got a really exciting episode tonight. It's quite Essex-led. The comedy nights down there are the best, so I'm kind of trying to become one of you, basically. I'm assimilating. It's a good time to assimilate as well because um, Wales are out of the Euros. So now you're all I've got. Wales, Essex. I think that's that's where we're at. So, um, yeah, that first voice you can hear there is the illuminous, magnificent Jordan Gray. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Trust me to have jumped in unprompted straight away. Thanks for having me. Very kind of you to have me (laughs) on your podcast. What a lovely thing to do in an afternoon. Right, exactly. Is it the afternoon? No, not if you're listening from work. No, it's in my spare time. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a chance that people... Hello, Stuart Goldsmith. Is there a chance that uh, people... I do my own introductions, I have to. Is there a chance that people from work will listen to your podcast? Yeah, because if the listeners look down, I will take any. I've I've been putting it on LinkedIn. I've got no shame. (laughs) Great. Can you can you tell us can you tell us what work you do and then we can make sure we refer to the fact that there's loads of it in your visual visible in your screen now. You're surrounded by a stack of books, pigs, I don't know what <laughs> um, you public do. relations. So this is an optics oh, nightmare. All those basically. people relating to in the background. <laughs> Yeah. cocaine then you're surrounded by a stack of cocaine <laughs> what great relations you must be doing no my coke habit is entirely diet led um i did have my first um, pepsi max at about 10 a.m which shows you where i am mentally but yeah really wondered what you were going to say you had your it's first one probably oh, good. not good is it um but yeah Stuart goldsmith um needed no introduction such a pro you did it yourself so um thanks mate pro or bully so we'll you fight- decide by you, by you well, I mean yeah, the listener. Also me, because I allocate the points. So we'll see how that goes for you. Yeah, um, fair enough. Because I am... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I've lost control of this already. Hello, um, the voice you heard there tentatively tried his own intro with Sai <laughs> How are you? You've got to commit uh, to it, Sai. Commit. Yeah, so, Go, again. Go again. <laughs> it sounded like you weren't sure that was your name. Like, allegedly, yeah. my name is Sai So I feel um, like I might accidentally full name myself. Uh, Simon James Oh no. 
Anyway. Very exciting. I've, I've started listening to this over the last few days, and uh, and and the sound of that bingo ball is uh, is thrilling. it is it in, yeah. in response now for you? I'm sitting Excuse here, me, I'm just, behind I'm this just table. adding some points to your tally because you said you'd listen to the podcast in advance. Yeah. So well done. Yeah, I'm actually. Uh, I'm not. I'm not even going to listen to this when it goes out. <laughs> confidence. I'm, I do like that confidence. You're, you're right not to do so. Um, <laughs> okay, let's get going with the first category. Oh, it's exciting, and it is petty grievances. Mine are people who don't read my emails. Ten points. <laughs> That's not pet. Yeah, can you? <laughs> very good. I'm very pleased to see that Jordan has now awarded six points. This bodes well for the Thanks, wheels Jordan. coming off in about three minutes. <laughs> yeah, oh, I read the rules thoroughly, but from the perspective of the podcaster, I might have misinterpreted my role today. I've got, I've got a tally chart. I've got facts about all of you. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. Oh, yeah, petty. I put I put MC in brackets. So yeah, it's you. You're the host tonight. <laughs> Excellent, McGray. Today. I have a uh, particular petty grievance against a man who now I at the, where I live we've got like communal parking uh, out the back, and there's a man who parks in my parking space all the time. And when I say my parking space, I mean they're not allocated parking spaces, but I have claimed it as my own. Okay. And when he parks there, I want to find his house and burn it down. Wow. Is that too far? <laughs> I've um, got too so, hard too early. No, the grievance is petty, but the justice you want to serve to him is grievous. Disproportionate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Potential new topic. Yeah, the grievance, grievances, um, homicidal behaviour. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know if the listener knows what Sideeves looks like, but uh, what Sideeves looks like in the Zoom room is the sort of person who burns <laughs> someone's house down. Thank yeah, you. only you're going to say that even if this topic hadn't come up. <laughs> <laughs> this is so on brand. We're just saying, if we saw you your picture a next to an arson story, we wouldn't necessarily be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Not him, surely. <laughs> oh, no, that, that's how it makes sense. Maybe it's just because you look so pleasant, you must have a dark side. It's not. It's not that. I don't know why I'm trying to save this situation. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've made it worse, if anything. Sticking in. Um, yeah. Has anyone else got any petty or grievous grievances? Uh, yeah, my uh, my mine's parking related as well, but I know exactly who's responsible. It's my next door neighbour, and my window is currently open. So I'm <laughs> oh my god, are you are you Saeed's next door neighbour? Close the window. There's a petrol bomb about to go through. I've been on camera the entire time. Um, my uh, my neighbour, uh, let's call him Steve. Uh, is uh, a motorcyclist and he reserves parking space for his motorcycle outside his house oh. using three cones. I, I, uh, I sort of arguably a grievance and it was a grievance until I saw another neighbour of ours from across the road kick one of his cones. And now I'm on <laughs> <side. laughs> that is, yeah, that's some, I wonder if he got anything from kicking that cone. He um he drives a car which is uh both I, I he the the kicker the kicking <laughs> let's call him I can't use his real name like I did with Steve because his real name is really um, <laughs> let's call him Neve. These are all contractions um, of Sidey that uh, you are describing Sidey. Steve Neve. <laughs> Sidey. Yeah. Let's call him. Yeah, okay. I should have said Dave, shouldn't I? God damn it! Can we fix that in post? Can we delete Jordan's name? Make it sound like I did. We'll have to listen to it to find um, out, won't you? I, know, I want to be absolute. 
I want to. I want it. That's not going to happen. Um, I just want to make sure that you don't delete me saying that because then it'll seem like I meant it, and I can't commit to that kind of online bullying. <laughs> um, my point is that uh, the kicker. Let's call them Dave. Thank you, Jordan. Let's call them. Uh, so the Steve is the uh, cone owner, and Dave, who is the the person who kicked them, and Dave owns a car which I both covet and could never have because it's like an outrageous kind of like top of the range Range Rover Evoque which I desperately would love to drive, but I would never be the sort of person who would drive one because... Yeah, <laughs> I've got one. In the environment, is it, like big, is, it... <laughs> yeah. is it a big... Is it like a gas guzzler like thing? Or you mean that they're just big hulks of a thing that... Oh. oh no! I mean, well, it's both. They're enormously uh, gas guzzly, and also they're just—they're so big that you, um, uh, if you knock someone down, the person right. goes under the car mm. rather than over it. Oh, so wow. you kill them rather than bounce. I mean, like a sort of reverse cow catcher. I can attest. <laughs> but I really want one. I really... Yeah, it's designed to <laughs> yeah, exactly. eliminate. <laughs> I used to. Uh... <laughs> I used to work in the building trade uh, to some degree, and uh, I, I used to have to drive this massive van around. I know, I and, like, uh, don't say anything, Mix. <laughs> it's insurance jobs. Um, yeah, I, I got to a house once where I had to do some work, and someone had put some cones outside of their house, and it's the only convenient place to park. So uh, I threw those cones away. Maybe they were saving a space nice. for you, what did though. You actually... No, it's a, no, no, it's a different house. Oh, the builders <laughs> coming better reserve in the spot, and then you <laughs> threw away their cones. Like... I... I would love to th- I would love to see someone coming out to say those, those codes are for you. I would love as you guiltily stash them in the back of the hedge. I see you found the codes. We're using your name I... all the time, like you're some kind of hostage. Yeah. We want you to remember your identity, Sidey. <laughs> <laughs> you're not just a number to me. You're a person. <laughs> Jordan, I find it impossible to believe you haven't got any petty grievances. You've just given me that vibe. I'm annoyed by I'm annoyed by people that constantly move my cones. You don't even drive. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, I've got a grievance, and I don't mind mentioning his name. Is a mate of mine. He's called Dean Foy. I hope he's listening because he, he owes me this much. He's a friend and of he mine. Once said, <laughs> "Is he really <laughs> right? You need to relay this information to him." Um, I'm a big fan of Pokemon, and when I was little, less like seven or eight years old, I had a I had a quite an extensive collection. And he said he was going to trade me his Chansey, which is a rare Pokemon in and out of the game, with my Pidgeot, it's a shiny Pidgeot, which obviously, as everybody here knows and your listeners know, is the third evolution of Pidgey Pokemon yeah. in Realms at level 32. So, like, and he said he traded with me, with me, and I was like, oh, fair enough, all right. And I wasn't that into it, but I wanted to be friends. And it, this was this took place in the school playground. And then that night is a st- stormy night. And he showed up at my door like it was a fucking exorcist. And he was like dripping in rain. I didn't really know him that well. And my mum wasn't in. So I was like, this is really weird. Like, I'm not allowed to like invite you in. <laughs> right, or whatever. He's like, oh, it's not here for that. And he just whipped it out. And he, he stood there with the card. I'm like, well, I can't not now trade this card. I was anxious anyway. I was, wasn't sure I was going to do it. And so I had to sort of mugged me at my doorstep for this card I was like all right at least I've still got a rare card it was a second edition which made it essentially completely pointless and useless it was a second edition card so I had now a whole collection of first edition Pokemon cards and then this one second edition card that was of no use to me or anybody Um, and I think he knew what he was doing (laughs) I think that he ambushed me in the rain at my door when I was only little and I think about it all the time because I got rid of them all after that I was like what's the point in anything (laughs) (laughs) I auctioned them off 
I don't think that's even a petty grievance. I think that's completely legitimate. Sai Jeeves, you must make him answer for this crime. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, if you need to take the camera off, I know. <laughs> I don't own the van anymore. It's surreal. <laughs> Had to give it up for evidence. <laughs> oh, that's a crime these days, is it? Everything's a crime. <laughs> <laughs> well, what an illuminating round that was for everybody. Let's go again. <laughs> Right, most competitive moments. Oh, oh, this feels like one. All right, yeah, it definitely is. I can see the scores neck and neck. Honestly, <laughs> the tension's killing me, and I'm allocating. It presumably, them, so it's entirely in my control. It's presumably neck and neck and neck, isn't it? Or are you suggesting one of us has more points? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, it's really lovely to be here with. Like obviously three amazingly accomplished podcasters, and Saeed is here as well, and that's excellent. It's what an excellent time! Oh, oh, it's just the cones all over again. You haven't even got a podcast, you're <laughs> you I don't own a podcast. You are, of course, an accomplished podcaster. Um, I, I I got in a fight with a dog once, and it was it was instigated by a person. It wasn't my choice, or the dog's choice, right, to have this fight. But I once um, I was staying with somebody once, and they had a uh, a Japanese Akita, which is a huge, it's not a dog, it, but don't, you don't call it a dog, it's a wolf, right? I said okay. to him, I used to be a goth and I had a hoodie and it had this thing's face on it. So I know it wasn't a dog, it's a wolf, right? And I moved in and it comes, first time I was over there and it came in, it jumped and sat on my lap and it just sat there. And the owner of the house said, right, it does this. What you've got to do now is push his head to the floor. <laughs> like really push it to thought so it knows who the alpha of the household is otherwise it's going to keep doing this over and over again and I says mate I come here for a cup of tea I didn't come here to square off with an apex predator from the arctic tundra I'm not Liam Neeson I came, I came here for some tea and biscuits I'm not here to fight your dog so I had to fight this dog uh, not like wrestle this dog and it doesn't matter who won don't ask me who won. it really doesn't matter um yeah it's, it was a, so it's a dog then yeah, well, yeah, if you need me to say, yes, I, I, I didn't come out the victor of this thing. It was, it was a, it was too primal of an experience. It's like, why am I telling you this? It's like, it's quite, not arousing, that's too strong of a word to use, but it's a warm mammal that you're like wrestling with in a sort of, and, and it, it was a man dog. And that's why I think as well, he didn't respect me in the household as well. She said he's like got a bit of a thing for the ladies, but then he just come and sat on me. So I think he was mugging me right off because I'm transgender. <laughs> he was just refusing to acknowledge my... Um, and it was horrible. It was like Twilight fan fiction. We were just like, oh, fuck you, this goth and this thing. Um, and I never did win, but I think he sort of knew that that was never going to happen. So he let me, he gave me the benefit of the doubt. What, do you think he let you win eventually or... He just stopped sitting on me after a while. I was like, this isn't fun anymore. This person's never going to best me in combat. <laughs> Don't tell people to fight a wolf. <laughs> I love that you've, you've literally been on like a brilliant reality TV show, but your most competitive moment was, was with a dog in someone's house. <laughs> and there were four people watching. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 the voice? <laughs> no, yeah. The, the, the... <laughs> I mean, I've always suspected it, but... <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was an event. It was definitely an event. I mean... There are people that would pay for that. Oh yeah, there's yeah, a lot I mean, of people that go on, uh, on on Britain's Got Talent and they're like dancing with dogs. I think you should go on there d fighting wolves. Yeah, Mr. wolf Trick. fighting, definitely, Mr. Trick. <laughs> no, too sexually exciting, Saeed. Yeah, it's not for daytime TV. What's your most competitive moment, Sai? 
Oh, I don't know. I've had so many. I like to win. That's the thing. I like to claim that I'm not competitive and I'm, I'm sort of, I'm quite, I stay quite cool during competitions, but then when it comes to it, I will shout uh, quite a lot of abuse. I'm way less competitive than you, mate. <laughs> no, are you, are you no, getting I, in? I'm less competitive <laughs> than you. A clever joke there. <laughs> if you have to mark it out as a clever joke, Steve, because people won't get it, it's, you've got to think about I, your I life choices. Involved. Has anyone got a time machine? Because I haven't the entire 15 years of my career. <laughs> Come on, Sai. What have you done? Uh, um, I mean, I, I've, I've been a victim of, uh, of competitiveness. Of, uh, I was a wolf once and uh, <laughs> told I had to fight a transgender lady. <laughs> Callbacks for days here, isn't it? It's <laughs> just one long in-joke episode. I, uh, I, I like to do jigsaws with my wife. Um, but my my wife sort of that insists. That wasn't the joke, Jordan. Stop laughing. It's just he's so on brand. Everything he says is so on brand. <laughs> I love him. Yeah, I like to do jigsaws with my wife. It's not necessarily competition, but uh, she likes to. Obviously, the most satisfying part of the the whole thing to do is the edge, because once you've done that, you've basically you know you're well on the way to finishing. Uh, I like to, my, my wife does this thing where she just picks up a, like a huge handful of pieces and then just sort of chooses where they all go. Uh, whereas I will take all of the edge pieces and, uh, and just steal it. And then, uh, and then she makes me sleep outside. <laughs> yeah. It's not that competitive, is it? it it's I think there's a metaphor there about like thinking yeah. inside the box. You are quite, you're incapable of thinking outside the box. You need that perimeter there. It makes yeah, it Yeah, I need safe. limits. I like yeah. it though. That is my level of petty. Because if I can't, if I can't win games, I you... pick the person I like the least to lose and I play that game by myself. Sure. So when you're trading cards, it's like, no, nah, you can't have the sheep because um, <laughs> I've throttled the means of your production. So I'm the real What winner. game are you playing? Uh, like... <laughs> <laughs> we all know what oh, game yeah. you're playing, mate. <laughs> it's never sheep, is it? It's never sheep. An abundance. Don't <laughs> no, <laughs> go sheep. Settlers of Catan. I am very poor at that. I'm not a fine strategic mind, but I'm very good at blocking the winner. <laughs> That's what counts. Yes. People are sweet. Um, I, I, I've been doing loads of jigsaws over uh, the last 18 months and uh, I heard the noise I made when I completed a thousand piece jigsaw uh, in a room on my own. And I think it wasn't too bad of a noise. It would have been worse if the noise was like, woohoo, or like either of those would have been bad. But the noise I heard myself make was, <laughs> like it just seemed to really point up the pointlessness of the whole so sweetly tragic. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that, that's oh. it. Oh, this has been three days of my life. But I don't know. I don't know why I was so excited about doing jigsaws. But I, I, I think, like, I think the reason they're attractive is that because you just look at all the bits and go, in life, nothing makes sense. Yes, this makes sense. <laughs> and then you go, there we go. And you just sort of build a little flat reality and go, now everything. And it, you you can complete a task as well because like there's so little that I do in my life that there's not more to do at some point. Like you do a good gig, don't you? You like the next one could be shit. It's done. It's a perfect picture. You've done all that you need yeah. to do and you just walk away and it's finished. Then you break it up and put it back in the well, box, like, which is kind of sad, but <laughs> unless you frame but, it, you, but then those people that frame them, that put the glass over the top, they are a special breed. So have you got one of them? Yeah, but three, yeah. <laughs> I was about to really but drag it. puzzle's got like, like a finite end, doesn't it? It like, yeah. when you finish a puzzle, that's it. You can only take it apart and make the same thing again. 
over and over and over. That's a metaphor. But like, it's the reason we enjoy Lego more than Play-Doh because Lego's got a specific set of rules that you have to live by to make whatever you want. Play-Doh, you can just mold into anything and you get bored, don't you? Because it's limitless possibility, apart from the colour, the colour's sort of consistently the same. But Lego, it's like, yeah, it, that's why our kids enjoy that so much more. And puzzles is the same premise. Not to psychoanalyse you, Jordan. Not to psychoanalyse you too much, but at what age were you when you decided you were bored of Play-Doh? <laughs> is the fact that it doesn't retain its colour when you mix the two together. I like I like the separation. Too much yes. commitment to mix blue and uh, suddenly red and blue and now I've got a purple that I wasn't asking for and now it's a purple forever. Yes. Much better if you had a double colour swirl. Yeah, right. I yes. I think as, as the only operator of children. Like a non-toxic so campino. Much. We are learning a so much. A toxic campino. <laughs> that was excellent. I'm not taking for credit for that. So I've got quite a sort of sweet, fate voice. So you didn't hear his amazing little quip that it comes out like a little toxic campino. So I, don't, great. I don't. I don't know what a campino is. A strawberry is cream flavored hard boiled sweet. Oh, it's got, uh, the, the red fancy and white. ones that they're all oh. yeah. individually. Looks like wrapped. a barber's twelve thing, but it's like. A... I do know what that is, but I didn't know it was called a campino. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, um, it's like a Werther's original from a cabaret. Do you know what I mean? It's like a cabaret where Yes, it looks like it's been pooed by <laughs> yeah. a unicorn. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> can have a, you can have Pop. a point for that, right. Stu. No. <laughs> <laughs> neck and neck and chin. Yes. Neck, neck, foot. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, any competitive moments spring to mind for you, Stu? Oh, I did think of one, but I didn't write it down. And the, the conversation moved on because of my great... It was, do you know, if you could, if I, I think I've got quite a good one, but I'm, I've just got to find it on my list. Hang on. Uh, my mind doesn't work anymore. What is the, what, oh God, I'm never going to find it. This is just a load of shit. Um, can you, oh, there we go. I've got it. I've got it. I <laughs> okay. think this will be worth it. Oh, I don't know. The problem was that wasn't too eggy for you to cut out. So probably you could leave it in if you wanted to make me really, every everyone realise I'm actually clown. <laughs> well, you'll um, never know, will you? Because so... you're not going to listen. <laughs> Oh, I'll never, I'll never know. know. Do you know? Oh, that's a good point. I suddenly feel way <laughs> do better. Do what you about like. It. All bets um, are off. No, I've forgotten again. Don't distract him, everyone. Oh, we'll do that. God, it was right there. Oh yeah, that's it. So, um, uh, my uh, wife's family have a game that they love to. I'll tell you what. I'll come in clean, and then if you do cut it out, <laughs> then it'll be okay. easier for your edit. My wife's. Fa- I'll, I'll come in. I'll come in. A <laughs> that bit. My this wife's is family. all saying. Um... <laughs> that <one seemed> <laughs> Oh, in that case, <laughs> you mad um, I'm just, I'm just giving right. you some options for the edit. Um, so uh, my wife's family like to play a game called Knocky Knocky, which is a card game. Um, it's one of those games where all of the cards have different values. Like if you play a 10, everyone's trying to get rid of their cards. If you play a 10, it reverses uh, the order. Yeah. If you play a queen, then everyone's got to stand on their head or whatever. You know, there's all these different things. And of course, as a newcomer to that game, um, I don't know any of the things. They've all been playing it the whole of their lives because it's a big family game. Um, so I said, wouldn't it be more fair? Like if what they love is the game rather than the fact of their expertise, wouldn't it be more fair if now they're playing with me, a new incoming player, that we totally change and randomise all of the things so that they don't have an advantage and they can play the game for the love of the game? And of course, they all told me to fuck <laughs> myself. Apart from... Apart from my wife's brother's wife, my stepwife, um, <laughs> who uh, is whose real name I won't give you. Let's call her Glee. <laughs> um, it's not me. Glee suggests like she started. 
she started coming around to the idea. She started going, actually, that's not a bad idea. And then they it turned into such a big argument that we didn't play the game. And I'm <laughs> yeah, take the win. game off the table <laughs> is, is an automatic win. Yeah. It? 100%. Oh, talking of taking games off tables, have you ever picked up a jigsaw? I was 42 before I realised you could do this. Once you've built your jigsaw, if you can grab it by the edge... By one of the edges, you can lift it up. And how like small does that jigsaw have to be? This sounds like the kind of lie that you tell as a long term troll. <laughs> it's it like people picking up their jigsaws, it's all falling apart. <laughs> does. You can, if your iPhone screen is cracked, it's not one of those. It's not one of those. It genuinely, the first time my mother in law did it, and it absolutely blew my mind. It was only a year or two ago, and she just went, Oh, I'll just tidy that up. And she picked it up, and I said, What are you doing? And it's that chain link, craft, it's incredible. I guess, isn't it? Yeah. Now you think, now you think about it as a, yeah. Yeah, as a concept, it, it makes hypothetical sense, but. Sort of. I, I I just imagine it has to be one of those thick <laughs> wooden sort of pepper pig yeah. ones that you've given to a six year old. Actually, those no, don't really. I've tried to those up. They don't work. What, what is the what world? I love is that out of all of us, Jigsaw Sai <laughs> is the one going, I can't see that working. <laughs> My jigsaws are too Jigsaw. much. Can you see the one he's got frames? They're just mashes of cardboard. They're, <laughs> not, they're, not, they're not complete at all. <laughs> so you said earlier that they form a perfect picture. Are they not just one sort of large piece of brown? Because they I just stick them all on the wrong side, I think. Oh, you're doing it the wrong yeah. way around. Oh, oh no. Sigh. Pictures of mud. Oh, another jigsaw. <laughs> this one's grey again. This is the most I've ever talked about jigsaws in my entire life. <laughs> uh, you should move to my house. I don't. I don't think I should. Um, anyway. There's a space for you. In <laughs> well done. Yep. Hang on. Yeah. But you will be framed and stuck up on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I always dreamed of that. I was saying this the other day. I have to murder or be murdered to get a Netflix special as a woman. So I need to decide which one I'm going to back. That sounds like the kind of thing Netflix would feature. But obviously, yeah, I wouldn't be around to, to enjoy the house. infamy. Would I? So sure. It wouldn't be as good. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be as good. I think I'd have to be the murderer. You just like, need to move to a house near me uh, and then park in my parking space. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Keep going, team. We're gradually getting into the It's like the good cop, bad cop, and we're all good cop. We're all just, like, just making jokes about it until he admits all the detail. I mean, I'm a bit scared of this category of irrational dislikes now. Oh, uh, yeah. What have you got, Sideeves? I hate moths. Moths are the absolute worst in the world. Like, I, the, the, the weird thing is because they are, it is an irrational dislike. I'm not scared of them. I just really, really hate moths because they're just little twats. But the thing is, I like butterflies. I pick a butterfly up and sort of move that around. Hold that. That's fine. I'll sort of get it near my face. Moths. Up, move it around. If one of those <laughs> bastards comes near my face. I, I, I won't like it. I'll do, I'm just, that's the extent of my dislike. I'll, I'll dislike it. That is. <laughs> <laughs> and then my cat comes in, she'll try and kill it, and then just essentially make a big dusty mess on the wall. He was going on about this the other night for so long, and I, I, I can't believe it's translated into this podcast. I hate that you hate moths so much. This is one of my dislikes, is that they are the, moths are a beautiful night butterfly, ain't they? They're clouded in mystery. They've got their own sort of magical dust. And he says to me, so I said, that dust thing about the, if, they, if they lose their dust, they die, is a myth. And I'm I believe 
I don't believe that with the same intensity that you don't believe that thing about puzzles that Stu said. I've, <laughs> I've always been told that dust, if you remove it, it's like their little safety net. I don't know why you hate them so much. There's one in the hallway outside now. It's sort of this colour as well, which is really nice. It's like a white snowy moth. And have you heard that thing about how moths used to all be um, white and then the Industrial Revolution happened and then only the darker ones survived, yeah. of course, because of evolutionary selection, because the white ones stuck out against all the coal-covered machinery. And so I, I just... For sure. I remember that. I remember that picture from a, yeah. a school uh, textbook. Yeah. Interesting very fact. Vividly. Another yeah. category that we've all there just we covered. There we go. Yeah. But, there we go. You covered doesn't... two categories in one there. Yeah. But Sai won't acknowledge their sort of historical importance. He thinks that they're just dirty little night butterflies. Right. Yeah. Well, like, do, night, do, do you know what night butterflies are? Is butterflies at night and they are fine. <laughs> think they're the same thing i do I was, think they're different species i understand that part i was once given a I was once given a moon moth for my birthday by my friend tess and the thing about the moon it's called a moon moth because it's got pale its wings are so pale green they're almost white and the huge wings maybe like eight inches across and we, it was um it was in like a coffee jar and she gave it to me and i was a bit this is such a weird thing to give someone and i thought it's not going to live very long so let's give it its freedom so we took it outside and it it kind of took off and it because it beat its wings so far all the way around it looked like a little globe and it flew off and it was beautiful and Tess told me that they they only live for 24 hours because they don't have a mouth she, and she, I don't she knew that knowing that work. popped it in a jar <laughs> Look into your house. Yeah, <laughs> she was like, you could live out the rest of your 24 hours in this jar. Um, and it was, it just lifted up this beautiful little kind of globe and just flew off. And everyone at the birthday, it was like in the evening and everyone was a bit drunk or also teenagers. And we were like, oh, it's the most beautiful thing. And then um, the next day I found half of it in the garden. That is dark. When's oh, the comedy going to start, do you think? <laughs> now, does that also come under worst gift? <laughs> Technically, yes. I don't know. And... And we liked it so much, it can also register under family <laughs> rituals. <laughs> every birthday, must, every year, really kill moth. half a moth. Um, it's like an eclipse. It's like a sort of lunar eclipse <laughs> of the moon moth. Just cut it in half. <clears throat> what do you think of that, Sire? What do you think of that magical story about moths that you hate so much? Oh, it, I mean, it, it sounds awful. If someone gave me a moth for my birthday, I would smash that jar directly <laughs> in their face. Is, I've gone too violent. You've I'm so sorry. Lot. I'm not violent at all. You've got a lot of anger in you, Saideeb. Yeah, like... just towards moths and uh, bad parkers. I once okay. left. Uh, I was house sitting at my sister's house, and I left the uh, I left the bathroom light on, and accidentally uh, left the window open. Is this another moth story? I was it like, we've moved on. We're going to get an irrational dislike, but no, um, we've got more to give. But I I went down I went down to go to the toilet, and my friend had come round, and we were watching a film. And uh, I opened up the door and there were about 12 moths in there, uh, which is too many moths. So my friend volunteered to go in there with a fish slice and dispose of the moths. Moth? It was like watching Zorro. A fish slice. Yes. Yeah. slice. Uh, is there a particular, so that a fish slice is a curved blade, which ends in a sort of oh, it's, inverted it's similar feature. to a spatula type thing. Oh, a... <laughs> oh, I'm thinking of a cheese knife, apologies. <laughs> A fish slice is like a spatula. Okay. okay. Had they chosen that weapon from a uh, list of it, available, uh, available in the sense? Had they been like, that's like, like level one. That's hammer, level one no. of a game. <laughs> moth, great. No. moth hammer, fish too slice. easy. Yeah. <laughs> Get the fish slice. I'm a maverick. <laughs> yeah, you had to talk me out of using a, a flamethrower, to be honest. So. I, was, I was worried that's where it was going to go, <laughs> to be honest. I would have thought, Sai, that you would like moths because they often. Yeah. <laughs> <burn into laughs> <the same. laughs> 
That's... Like, why burn yourself to death when three others can do it for you when you yeah. innocently come to a podcast? <laughs> I don't know why we've chosen you today, Sai. I, I sort of want to apologise, but I'm not sorry. Um, but he's going to outlive us all. Don't worry, size. Oh well, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to burn you all in your house. No, I'm not. Oh my god, I've done it again. <laughs> Oh, let's oh, go for a drive in my Land Rover. Dear me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> any irrational dislikes for you, Stu? <laughs> uh, women, obviously. I mean, no, not really. You could um, probably make I, a good argument for, for that. I was just trying to make size fit his tea. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to make size fit his tea. And it that nearly was very close. <laughs> that was great. Um, um, so, uh, no, my irrational uh, dislikes are... my mo- <sighs> This is probably... Not to get too deep, it's probably disappointing Aww. people. I really yeah. dislike disappointing now, people. Are you talking about people that are disappointing? Because I don't care about or... people. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Stuart, yeah. It's okay that you didn't like prepare. So it's just nice that you're here. <laughs> don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that's it. Do you mean it's, it's it, like I don't like to disappoint people, but it is irrational because who who the fuck cares? To me, I'm not specifically about you, but why would I? Why would I even care about that? <laughs> Answer that. <laughs> Answer that. We've got uh, 33 minutes. It depends on that. your level of empathy, I guess. Um, I you, would. <laughs> yeah, you can tell that. I, yeah. I, you, I think you can tell that about everyone on this call, but you specifically, Stu. You've got it's like woven into your being. You you do you can tell that you don't want to upset people, and and that it's it it passes that passes on. I'm, this isn't going into a bit. This is sincerity. <laughs> <laughs> it's like because then we by we don't we want to reciprocate we don't want to disappoint you because it you can tell little it leaks out a little bit and i think it's a subconscious thing isn't it it's like um you evolve that it's uh what's the word what, about when societies all live together this altruism it's genetically inherent altruism you don't want to upset the people that you have are like-minded with and that that has traveled down genes yeah. and now you know the people that did want to upset people or didn't care were ousted from the tribe and thus the genes weren't passed down and you're at the end of that lineage of people it's, it emanates from you that you don't want to disappoint it's really sweet the mo- the, that's really kind the most frightening thing is the idea that i'm at the <laughs> end of my lineage <laughs> like, what, what do you know about my future and children oh, that's <laughs> true what, that's what, the last what, uh, of, the, the goldsmiths um, yeah. <laughs> suddenly i don't look like the asshole here <laughs> <Ideas. laughs> um, <laughs> Oh, well, I, yeah, I don't know how irrational that is. I think that's a nice thing about you to not want to disappoint people, but. Oh, all right. <laughs> Again, is that irrational? <laughs> I think you could make a fairly good argument for us as a genre. <laughs> you could, mate. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're actually, guys, yeah. And I'm only just about half entitled, so you should do it. You're in. We'll, we'll, we'll accept you. You're Thank fine. you. I'm honorarily <laughs> annoying. <laughs> I don't even know what we were talking about. I've lost, I've lost the run of this. Um, <laughs> oh, that's right. We were doing. Yeah, did we actually, this yeah so did we actually cover any of them? <laughs> moths. Yeah, yeah, yeah so we so have Dislikes moths. Stu dislikes women, women and women. disappointing people, which is a which is a mixed <laughs> sort of thing. Stu dislikes I, disappointing <laughs> women. That's the. Uh... <laughs> right. Ooh, and I dislike size, dislike of moths. Okay, lovely. Uh, <laughs> teenage behaviour. We've already covered like poor trades of trading cards, Jordan. What what what, yeah. what were you like? We know you collected um, Pokemon cards, so we're already there. Like that's ninety percent of my goth. personality now. <laughs> I, I this is if you want to know about me, the real the thing about me that is the most prominent prominent thing about me is that eighty percent of the time when I'm walking around, I'm imagining what Pokemon would live 
there, <laughs> like what I'm looking at. So if I'm looking at the sea or in a forest or in the city, I'm imagining what ones live there. That is actually just what is happening in my brain. But that's not the story. I was in a band. I was in a grindcore band, right, when I was 14 years old, 13, 14, 15. And we were called Silent Feedback. And I don't know what it means. And I didn't know what it meant then. But Oh, I, yeah, I like right. it. That's um, good and about it. We, I lived in a pub and we had a back room. And my mum said we were allowed to use the back room once a month for gigs, which is excellent because we yeah. weren't good enough to have warranted getting gigs anywhere else. So we were headlining in this actual pub that ran gigs. Um, and to make us really important, we'd headline and we'd leave the lights on for the other band, the other ah! bands. And then when the last band come on, like us, we'd turn the lights off and be like, yeah, right. So now it's proper. Now is the atmosphere. And behind the drum kit, it was a back room. So it's just pictures of like snooker players and a dartboard. And it looked really shit. So we'd cover everything with black bin bags and spray our lyrics on all the walls with like fake snow and stuff. Like, oh, fuck George Bush. Or like, oh, fucking metal. Like, <laughs> didn't mean anything <laughs> at all. But we ran out of bin bags behind the drum kit. And I was a goth. So I had black bed sheets. I had black silk bed sheets. So I ran upstairs to my room, remember, because I lived there and we hung them up and it was the most amazing looking thing. It looked so amazing. And we were a proper band. We had a lovely black silk sort of backing. And it was 10 o'clock at night and the other bands had played. And I was there with the microphone. And I said to the lighting guy, Colin, and I love that his name was Colin. I was like, Colin, hit the lights. So he turns off the lights and on came the UV lights that had been installed like <laughs> a week before. <laughs> and it's going on for so long and everyone's like laughing and joking and messing around and even the basics like, oh. and I obviously realised uh, you are far ahead of me of course but like I realised it might have been a mistake <laughs> volunteering my unwashed bed sheets Oh my God. <laughs> Jackson Pollock situation. It was, um, it was like a glow worm massacre. It was absolutely the most embarrassing thing. But I just led into it. I just was like, oh, don't worry about that. Look at me. And I think that's probably where my personality comes from. I'm just trying to distract from that. <laughs> that is extraordinary. Yeah. Um, what was everyone else like a teenager? Sai, I'm desperate to know. Were you always like this? Oh, uh, to some extent, yeah. I've I've always been this person, but uh, just just less confident. <laughs> <laughs> what was particularly sweet about that, which I think will be lost to the edit, is just for the first beat of that, yeah. you <laughs> frozen, and so we were all looking at you. We were a hair's breadth away from saying, "Is <laughs> still there?" And then you. <laughs> Dialed out of your video being frozen. <laughs> yeah. I, know, I was oh. like, maybe he was just very still. Like I doubted that the video was frozen for a minute. Like... Particularly because then what you went on to say was, I've pretty much always been like this. <laughs> <laughs> and it just seemed like that was a particularly good thing to say for a position. <laughs> Well, I was you... doing it on purpose now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think oh, no, so. Have I frozen again? No, you're oh, no. alive. You're alive. You're yeah, yeah, you're, in, you're intermittently oh, no. freezing. But because you don't tend to do much with your face, it's quite hard to tell. <laughs> tell him this so is much. a character assassination to <laughs> No, that's yeah. not that. That is that has no negative in it, negativity. In yeah, it you just look dead so from the face. <laughs> it's like you're good at conserving <laughs> energy. Like a tortoise. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> once in a while, once in a while, nature does birth these amazing tortoises without shells. And I once saw one of them beating up sardines in a car park. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he had a rat wearing a shell egging him on. <laughs> So, Adiz, what uh, what were you like as a teenager? And I believe that you looked exactly like you do now as well. Yeah. Oh, it looks very similar. Actually, you know, um, I I had uh, huge hair. 
I was uh, well, I wasn't a goth. I was uh, sort of into rock and that sort of thing. And I had at one point in my life three and a half inch long spikes all over my head. Ooh. Okay. See, like, I wouldn't. Like a, I wouldn't have seen that coming. Um, yeah. That's uh, that's. What I look like without confidence. And we, now this, I miss that natural you've beauty. Been, you've been breaking up a little oh, bit. No, am I really? This is. I'm so near my room. Blessing. Right. So what we're gleaning is that you used to have what was that band at the offspring or whatever? So you're like a little um Statue of Liberty you used to have that sort of haircut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um oh, what's his name? Dexter uh Yeah. They're still going by the way. They've released an absolute banger over the summer. Offspring. Yeah. Oh. Here we go. That's just information. That's not even a joke. Uh, <laughs> the other past podcast is the Tuned Up Time Machine with Rich Wilson. You can listen to it on Mixcloud. Um, that's the kind of facts I'm I'm giving out in there. I thought I was just there to add glamour, and then he was like, "If you not prepared." Oh, now I think I've lost you. You've all frozen, which uh, means I've frozen. Oh no, you're still we going. We can still see and hear you, Stu. <laughs> oh, good. All right, then uh, I'll have to take your word for it and stop being deliberate. Still, <laughs> tell you all doing it now. Jordan, in particular, is absolutely frozen for jokes. No, it's just you. It's just you guys seeing that. I haven't, but as you know full well, my uh, face doesn't move. So, I don't provide um, counselling. I, I was this at- afterwards. <laughs> I should have made you some sign some kind of waiver. Uh- I was an absolutely terrible goth. Well, wore loads shepherd, of colours. I didn't commit. <laughs> it all the time. Yeah, very jolly. <laughs> Starring in Joseph, I would walk off stage and hang out with the other goths as they continually walk right away. Right, pink scooter to the shops. <laughs> no, because I, you see, the thing is, because I'm considerably older, I think, than all of you, um, I lacked not only the commitment to put my hair in, like I had long hair for a while, but I didn't have, I didn't have access to the products required to make your hair stand up on spikes. I, there was no internet in those days, so I had to buy my goth clothes from a, a, a sort of, what, like a leaflet called HM Gear, which stood for Heavy Metal Gear, oh. right? And it was... sending away right? for so it. So I once bought... <laughs> Yeah, you would have to send away for it. Literally, this is what the world used to be like. There was no yeah. Pokemon Go. And you in never those knew days. where you when there you get no... it because I had catalogs. Same thing, like the Grattan catalog when I was a teenager. A, ca- yeah. a catalog is what and I mean, <laughs> not a leaflet. But you can tell how. I mean, it was a very thin catalog. There was they obviously didn't sell many things. So I had, um, I had like. Um, uh, black uh, combat trousers, like dyed black combat trousers. I had a, a dyed black combat shirt. I had a black duster coat because I basically wanted to look like a dream from the Sandman <laughs> comics, which I also had to buy on rare occasions I'd travel to Birmingham <laughs> because there was no internet. I cannot stress enough how different that made everything. But because I couldn't afford to get big clumpy boots that you'd wear, like, you know, I was into New Model Army and stuff and everyone's like, oh, you're going to wear, you know, clogs oh. that you've made yourself. Um, I couldn't afford those. So I had some uh, plain white trainers from like whatever the local equivalent, whatever the contemporary equivalent of Georgia sure. Asda was. So I looked like, um, I looked like <laughs> a, <laughs> I was just sort of completely dressed in black, but with bright Aww. white feet. So, so I, you know, and it was just me and my friend Noel dressed up as bad goths, desperately trying to dry out banana skins because we'd heard that you could oh get high yes. Again, information was very <laughs> limited back then. Ground nutmeg. <laughs> How much of this do we have to try and inhale in order to get what we've heard is called? Oh, Oh, you were terrible, Gus. Never mind. Look look at us now. All of us. Also, the pre 
Right, so I, I don't mean to presume an age limit, but if we talk about the goth music of your of the, of your experience, would it have been electro goth? Are we talking like sort of Depeche Mode electro goth music, or was there, or was Marilyn Manson already on the scene doing his thing? No, Marilyn Manson wasn't on the scene. Oh my God, it was Sisters of Mercy and Fields <laughs> of Mercy. Okay, that's your lot. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, but as I said, I wasn't like it wasn't goth goth. It was just like uh, you know, I, I like heavy metal. I liked uh, Metallica, yeah. Megadeth, that kind of era of music. But again, where would I be getting my music from? I'd be getting it from the local library oh. on cassette, right? So you weren't downloading <laughs> stuff. You weren't torrenting. This is pre LimeWire, right? So. Yeah, I'd be getting like a, a you know, I, I was into New Model Army, by which I mean I had their album Impurity on cassette that I'd taped from the <laughs> library cassette. So, yeah, there was no resources available to me as to what, what constitutes goth, mosher, metal, you, any of that kind of you stuff. You did the best you could. Just, you know, Arguably, you're better than all of us because you I, had nothing yeah. to work with and you, you did your best. I agree. You've Thank just, you dodged the bullet <laughs> of the internet that. trying to define everything to within an nth of a degree of, of yeah. genre of music. The amount of times we argued in my band, is it doom 100%. metal, was it thrash core? I don't know, I just want people to look at me. I just want to get the attention. Don't make me define myself, yeah. I'm a goth. Yeah, no, totally. And I do, I, it, weirdly, in a, in, a, in a kind of slightly grandfatherly kind of way, not that I'm a grandfather, I'm not that old, um, as, as far as I know. <laughs> Um, my mum dumped two years off my age um, last week because I said I was really annoyed about being 37. <laughs> She's like, I thought you were 35. I was like, you're my mother. You're the only person that I'm now not sure I can challenge. I like... But I genuinely, I genuinely think that I dodged a, an internet bullet. I got to grow up without the internet. And it's only of late I kind of like, you know, one of those things as a comic, people are constantly, you see your peers constantly putting out content. I'm older than a lot of the people I started doing stand-up with because I uh, fucked about <laughs> on the street for 10 years, which you can interpret in a couple of different ways. Um, and uh, and as a result, I, sometimes I'm like, God, I wish I, was, I wish I was better at social media output. And other times I think, God, no, I've had a much better life because I haven't ever, I haven't continually been a-, a You were you one know, of the founding yet. fathers of comedy podcasts though, so. <laughs> sure let's go with that <laughs> paved the way for everybody else all yeah. thousands of us now yeah 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 i had the first ever comedy <laughs> podcast it's true <laughs> i mean we well, might as well start saying that because sooner or later this might be the only be, document i'm a pr person i reckon i can make and, people uh, believe it give me some time <laughs> Yes. Well, what I need to do is what uh, Richard Herring did, where he called himself the King of Edinburgh in an article that he wrote for The Guardian. And then for the next 10 years went King of Edinburgh, yes. Guardian, on all posters. So uh, PR wise, all you need is to call yourself. I'm, I accidentally overplayed my hand because I got the chance to. Um, Arthur Smith one year had a rule that you could only review his show if you were prepared to juggle kippers. And so the list got in touch with me and said, you can juggle, right? Can you juggle kippers? And I went, yeah, probably. So they sent me along to review his show and juggle some kippers. And so I called Arthur Smith, the bravest and most relevant <laughs> comic of his generation in the list so Aww. that he could have that if he wanted. And then I made a joke of it and signed it, Stuart Goldsmith, the bravest and most relevant comic of his generation. But I went in too high. You can't really put that on a poster because it's too obvious. <laughs> Damn it, herrings, herrings, stymies me again. <laughs> Oh, well, that is uh, really How quite old are you, Stu, out of curiosity? How old are you, What's by the way? Because I feel like you're not that much older than, All of than us. the rest of us. <laughs> sure, let's go with that. Right. Yeah, why would you suddenly pull the curtain aside, Cy? Si? <laughs> <laughs> We've been skirting around it masterfully this whole time with metaphors, musical references. 
<laughs> what are you really like as a person? Why would you pull down the house of cards? I'm old. <laughs> I'm old enough to remember when we actually burnt down people's houses rather than just wanging on about it on the internet. <laughs> right. Well, that is quite a dark it, finish. You, you, you remember when? You remember when moths? retained their white we're not we're not talking about that old we're not talking about pre pre-industrial whatever revolution happened. moths that was my first stand-up bit that was my first stand-up bit whatever it's happened to white moths with Stuart's running a workhouse <laughs> <laughs> full of moths and people like Sai. um anyway this is the end we no. we finished the hour is up unbelievably hey, well done everyone <laughs> is it now too late to play uh fruit machine uh <laughs> oh yeah, I'd like to play all three of my jokers in order that I in order that I win. Is that right, fair? Let's... So in my email, right. I was going to play my new balls card, but it's the thing that I'm looking for as a transgender person, so I'll, I'll probably leave it alone. Um, so I pick a number between one and three. Uh, three. Right, you've got Stu's points now, so uh... I feel like it's a good thing. <laughs> Is it? We'll see. Um... You've nabbed. Can I also choose three? <laughs> No, but if I can, if I can, I'll wait until Jordan's show. You can only play the card once. It can only be played once by one person. So, Sai, oh, um, congratulations! You're, you're, yeah, you're now the joint winner with Jordan. Yeah. Oh, I can't <laughs> so, believe. So you I can't believe um, I was absolutely last. Yeah. So you, you you played the fruit machine, but as a result, got sick burns. By, like, your own <laughs> so enjoy the hollow victory. Yeah, you, you, uh, <laughs> Your points are, have been accrued by us roasting you mercilessly, and you just took those points upon yeah. yourself. And then he's it, hoovered up the it, points that's almost the there. and converted yeah, them into Yeah, yeah I'm going gonna, gonna to cry into my winnings. <laughs> it, was, it was neck and neck and um, waist, so, you know, you went too far behind. But <laughs> sure, that's quite far. It depends how tall you are, I suppose. <laughs> well, you know, you, you can decide. Is it on a baby? You can listen back that's to your performance close. and decide where you think you were on the body versus the winner. <laughs> But uh, no, it was really close. Um, thank you all for playing. Um, what are you doing with your lives at the moment that you can plug at the end of this? So, Sai, what are you doing apart from crying about uh, how this went? Selling my house. Uh, if anyone Could... wants to buy a house. That's true. No, that sounds like a bit. That's true. Power move. Try to sell your house via appearance on a podcast. And you deserve my win. What you off. as a neighbour? <laughs> People who respect parking. No, I'm trying to go for a driveway. So if anyone does park on my drive, then they they deserve my wrath. Uh, no, I'd uh, I'd like to promote my podcast, uh, the Comedians Tea Party, which you have all been on. Uh, that was really fun as well. I had a nice time. Oh, you didn't deserve what happened to you when you came on mine as uh, exchange. <laughs> but brutal. Well, uh, I'm also uh, I'm also currently writing my new show, Cyclops, uh, about how I lost vision in one of my eyes. So that'll check out my website. Can't, can't wait to hear you make that funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the podcast with actual tears. So is that, is, <laughs> only out one eye, though. Is, is that the <laughs> format for the end of this? Is that the format for the end? We plug something and you <laughs> roast it. I think it's, I think it's that everyone plugs something that's... and then you take another pop at me. That's not on paper the funniest situation to be in, though, with only one eye working. Like, no, but you've seen some of the stuff. You know it's good. It is good. It is. Look at that little burst of confidence at the end there. That was so off-brand. I loved it. No, I, I very much support it. So joint winner, side Deeps, everybody. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jordan, joint, Lina, joint winner, real loser. That is. Uh, uh, 
I'd like to take this opportunity to um <laughs> to to uh what's the word you used uh when you plug. make plug plug to plug the, uh, the comedy tea podcast that Sai does as well because I was supposed to be on it and what happened when I came on Sai? Well, no, you did come on it. You you, okay. you 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 were the first person to be on it twice, and the second time, uh, my computer went wrong and didn't record your end of the conversation. So oh, no! Speaks for itself. And of course, yeah. the fantastic work of Stu Goldsmith. I'd like to to plug that now, uh, even I don't know what it is, but I'm committing hard to whatever he's about to say, and I endorse it. <laughs> Stu, what have you got to plug? Actually, what I was going to plug was I was going to use the plugging time to convince you to start a podcast. Oh, oh that's very sweet of you, because I quite like in being the uh, the comic relief with absolutely zero responsibility <laughs> coming on <laughs> and shaking my ridiculous haircut about. Also, I used to do local radio. That's quite a laugh. I had the extra Jordan every show on Phoenix FM. But I, um, right. I like this bit. I like coming on and messing about without having to worry about what Vix is obviously worrying about now, which is the time... Yes, all you need to do is find all you need to do is find a nerd. I mean I don't know where Sai is on my screen, but I'd love it if I was pointing at him right Get now. Them to do all-, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all you need to do is find a nerd do all the technical heavy lifting. There'll be people out there who What's upsetting about that is I do edit other podcasts, so well what a lovely suggestion. Thank you, Stu. What would you yeah. like to plug aside from my career path into the future? <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, I do a podcast uh, and I do other things and you can find all about them by googling my name. <laughs> Sai Deeps. I think that's <laughs> the first ever <laughs> comedy podcast. Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, go to SaiDeeps.com to find out. It's my website. The thing is, what I'm mostly what I'm mostly doing at the moment is this kind of corporate hustle that started off as a side hustle and has become the cornerstone, oh, a cornerstone of my career. Um, and it's just, you can't mention it like you can't no, plug it on yeah. a podcast. I, I talk to high-level, like you know, private equity firms about what they can learn about resilience See, from that, comedians. That, that might so, actually get some listeners because my day job is personal finance fear. So I literally work in that sector. Hey, let's <laughs> chat. <laughs> what, what I've been saying, what I've been saying at the end of gigs for the last couple of weeks, such gigs as, as I've been able to do uh, post Pando, um, <laughs> is uh, lots of comics will ask you to follow their social media, but I'd like to ask you to follow me on LinkedIn, but only if you're on over fifty k. <laughs> So, well, <laughs> hard, hard to put that into an appropriate plug for a podcast but I'll, 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 I'll add you. um that'll be the first person i've ever wanted to have on linkedin i think since records began but oh, that's my wife that's just walked in at the last minute right you've... hello wife hello, she hello. is on linkedin amazing um, <laughs> she uh, she's been listening live okay and, it's free um, going. i'll pass on your details <laughs> Thank you so Sweet. much for doing this. This has been really fun. This has been the Comedy Arcade and you are all free to go.
thanks for listening to the Comedy Arcade. There'll be a new episode next Thursday with new balls and new guests. If you liked it, like us any way you can and subscribe and tell all your friends. Also, tell us. We're in all the usual places on all the social media. And if you didn't like it, I've been Sean Walsh and this is What's Upset You Know. The USP is It's Only 15 Minutes. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.